It's really good to be back on Search the Scriptures again today. We welcome all of our listeners. We're thankful that you're there, and we're thankful that we're here with you. We appreciate this opportunity, and we thank God for blessing us with this ministry to carry his word throughout a widespread area over the means of radio. We appreciate all of those who listen to the program. We're thankful for you. We are thankful that we hear from many of you, and in the Omaha area that we've actually met many of you. Uh, as you come to Sunny Slope to kind of check us out face-to-face, -face, many have kept coming back, and we're thankful to God for that, and we give him the glory. Here on Search the Scriptures, we try to do exactly as the name of the program suggests. We really dig deep into God's Word. We don't just talk about the Bible on this program. We study the Bible. We teach the Bible. We dig deep, look at it in detail, and then at the same time, and we strive very diligently to do this, we try to explain it in a way that is easy for all of us to understand and that makes sense for our daily lives. We want to help you come closer to God. In fact, we want to help you get to heaven. And that way ultimately is guided through God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Or more simply put, Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So you need to know God's Word. We need to know God's Word so that our faith can develop and grow. And as our faith grows, then we should come closer to God. And our prayer is that that is happening for you in your life and that you will ultimately make up your mind to come to God all the way, His way, through Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and His Son, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in him, and surrendering to him in baptism for the remission of your sins. And then coming up out of that grave of water that we call baptism, reborn, as Jesus says has to happen in John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. A new creation, as Paul puts it in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. And with that new life all ahead of you, and that new hope, and that is eternal life with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit in heaven. Our prayers are with you, and our prayers are for you, and we really do pray for you. It's great to be here again today with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It is certainly a blessing for me to be on the program today, to have this opportunity to join you in expounding God's Word, and to have all of our listeners join us. And as you mentioned just a moment ago, Gary, we know that there are many people and potentially many, many people who can listen to the program over radio. And we know that for many of you, you do this with a very, very definite purpose in mind. Your desire is to learn more about God and about his word. You want to know what his desire for you is in your life as you live in this earth. And certainly, we do appreciate the fact that you have taken the time out of your day to join us and with the idea that you're trying to draw closer to God. For all of us, that's what we should strive to be doing. And the way we do that, as Gary mentioned just a moment ago, is getting into that word, finding out what God's desire is for us, and then implementing those truths, those guidelines, those principles, those commandments into our own lives. By doing so, we can be assured of that heavenly home. So if you're listening and 
you've already become a Christian or if you're listening and contemplating perhaps becoming a Christian by obeying God, following what he lays out for us in his word, faith, repenting, having a confession of faith before man, and then being baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. If you're ready to do that, we're glad you've made that decision, and we hope we've helped you along the way if you're still involved in making that decision. We hope the things we cover will help you in that regard. Again, we're grateful that you're with us today. Pray that this time together will benefit each one of us. Amen. And you know, Dennis, uh, as you put it just now, we're not here just to do a radio program. No. Or just to, you know, use up some money in a church budget. There's a lot of ways you could use money, and uh, certainly that's <laughs> not just the idea for this. No. no, no, that's not. Now, certainly, when they, you know, when we go on the radio, that uh, that requires funding, you know, to sure. buy the time for the, buy the airtime to be on the radio. But that's that's mm -hmm. not what we're here about. We're mm -hmm. we're here to help people get to heaven, right, and to glorify God. Bottom Absolutely. line. Yes, indeed. That's what this program is all about. Mm -hmm. We want to help you get to heaven. And in the process, we want to bring God glory by teaching his word accurately and effectively. Absolutely right. Dennis, we're going to uh, close this particular study that we've been in for the last few days. We're going to uh, continue to ask that question. We're going to look at one more response that some people would have asking the question, what hinders you from serving God? Correct. It's clear that God wants us to serve him. He wants us to be with him eternally in heaven. Mm -hmm. And while we're still alive in this world, he has work for us to do. Yes, that's exactly right. You know, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10, we're told there by the apostle Paul that we were created in Christ Jesus, speaking about Christian people, for good works yes yes and in Titus chapter 2 and again in chapter 3 three times in that very short book Paul emphasizes that we should be zealous for good works and mm -hmm. we should maintain good works absolutely and so that's what God wants us to do he wants us to live for him he wants us to serve him mm -hmm. now he's already done way more for us than we could possibly do for him but our serving him and our living for him in faithfulness, that demonstrates that we truly believe in him and that we truly love him and that we truly are thankful for what he has done for us in sending his son to the cross to die on our behalf. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Gary. And, you know, thinking about it from the standpoint of thankfulness, you know, our good works really are a thankfulness on our part for what God has already done for us. You know, not necessarily what he's going to be doing in the future, but for what he has already done. And as you said, he has done so much. Oh my, my. Far more than we realize even. I'm sure you're right. Well, we've asked the question, what hinders you from serving God? And unfortunately, most people have something that's hindering them from serving God. That's right. I know that our popular mindset today is that everybody's okay. Mm -hmm. Everybody's going to heaven. 
Yes. Well, now, if you really press somebody, they'd probably say, well, yeah, I know not everybody's going to heaven, mm -hmm. but I'm going. Right. You know, everybody I know is going to heaven probably. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, you know, Jesus said that few are going to heaven. He did. Now, that is, I think, to be understood within the context of all the billions and billions and billions of people mm -hmm. who are living in the world right now, who have ever lived in the world and who may still live in the world until he comes again. Mm -hmm. But he still says few. That's right. And he says the majority, and I get the impression from the text in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that he's talking about the vast majority, mm -hmm. they're not going to be in heaven. Yeah, in that particular passage, Jesus actually indicated that the many or the majority, the vast majority, are walking down that broad road, which he said leads them to destruction. Yes, and the few are walking mm -hmm. down the straight mm -hmm. path of truth that leads to eternal life right. in heaven. Yeah. Now, those are Jesus' words, and, they are. and we need to take them to heart. Mm. And, and examine ourselves. We do. Am I on that straight, narrow path, mm. his will, or am I on that broad path that leads to hell? Yeah, right. And hell's a real place. Absolutely. Eternal condemnation. Mm. Well, so what might be hindering you from serving God, or what hinders a lot of people? Well, some people are hindered by sin. That would be the first <laughs> and the big one that we would look at, and just a lot of people are just caught up in sin. Yeah, that's right, Gary. And I, I'm not sure how many people really understand that our sins separate us from God. You know, the prophet Isaiah in chapter 59, verses 1 and 2 of that book, which bears his name, pointed it out very clearly. Our sins separate us from God. In perhaps the most extensive list in Paul's letters, and he has a number of these lists that talk about the kinds of practices, behaviors, lifestyles that will keep somebody out of heaven. In Galatians chapter 5 and verses 19 through 21, he, he lists sin after sin after sin after sin after sin. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, a whole lot of those he lists, we see them in people all around us, don't we? Absolutely we do. And we have to be careful to not let them into our lives. Mm. So the first one that would probably jump into most everybody's mind that hinders people from truly serving God and walking with him is sin. Mm -hmm. The second one we looked at was the doctrines of men or false teachings. Yes. And a lot of people are being led astray by false teaching. Yeah, I'm afraid so, and that's so sad to see. And you know, Dennis, we're not talking about Satan worship here. Oh, no. We're not talking about people let it, being led astray to follow the devil, hmm. you know, in some kind of worshiping the devil kind of uh, church. No. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who are being led astray who think they're being taught the gospel of Christ. Mm -hmm. But it's false teaching. Yeah. You know, Jesus boiled it down pretty simply in Matthew 15, <coughs> verses 7 through 9. And he simply described it as being the doctrines of men or the teachings of men. And you're right, Gary, it doesn't have to be something as overt as openly worshiping Satan. No, or saying, I don't believe in God, and so you're an atheist now. Mm. It doesn't have to be that. No. It just has to be they're not teaching the truth right. on salvation. 
Mm. Or they're not teaching the truth on worship or right. not teaching the truth on what a faithful life is. That's right. It can go in a lot of different directions. Mm -hmm. And Paul, he rebuked and corrected the churches of Galatia mm -hmm. in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. Mm -hmm. And he said, you've got somebody coming in there now, and they're teaching you a false gospel. Yes. And he warns them that that can keep them out of heaven. Mm-hmm. And we need to be aware, too. Absolutely. Now, the third one we looked at in our last program was self-will. Yes. And self-will, people who just, they want to do it their way. Yes, indeed. Now, we blended the concept of pride in with this. Mm -hmm. And so pride can lead us to destruction. Yes, it Proverbs can. chapter 16 and verse 18. Yes. And self-will just, I, I'm doesn't matter what you tell me. doesn't matter what the Bible says. I want to do it my way. Well, mm -hmm. you don't know as well as God knows. Mm -hmm. No. And that can keep you out of heaven. And that hinders a lot of people from serving God. So sin, the doctrines of men are false teaching. And self-will, pride. Mm -hmm. The last one we're going to consider, and we're not suggesting that we're covering all the bases here, but... These are some pretty big ones, sure. and I'm sure that our listeners could come up with some others as well. Mm -hmm. But the last one we're going to look at is some people are hindered by the cares of the world. Yes. Let's look at Matthew chapter 13 and verse 22. Jesus speaking here said, Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. And Jesus is explaining the parable of the sower that he had just told. Mm -hmm. And so he's giving, he's breaking that down for him and explaining, this is what I meant by this. And this is, you know, mm -hmm. so we know the sower, he was going out to sow seed in the field and he sowed seed on different kinds of ground. Right. Some of the seed fell on different kinds of ground. Mm -hmm. Some of it fell on good ground, mm -hmm. but some of it fell on the wayside, mm -hmm. and that would have been a trampled down path between fields mm -hmm. in the culture of that day. And so the seed would just lay on the top of that kind of ground, and the birds would come and eat it up, and it, nothing would come good of it except it'd feed the birds. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing's going to grow from that. Right. Some fell on rocky ground, some fell among the thorns and the thistles, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then some fell on the good ground. Correct. And so Jesus is saying here that, uh, that those that fell among the thorns and the thistles, or maybe we'd say weeds today, you know, mm -hmm. they got choked, that seed got choked out. Right. And it did not allow the seed some of it might have come up, but it didn't allow the plant to fully develop. Mm -hmm. And that can happen to us when we say, okay, well, I, I, I've read the Bible, but now well, I just, I don't want to give up this sin over here. Mm -hmm. Or I don't want to commit myself to being at church services every week. Mm-hmm. Or I don't want to commit myself to having to give back to God from the blessings he's already blessed me with to begin with. Now, we wouldn't 
think of it that way. We just say, I don't want to, I just want to give. Yes. Or not, not give that much, you know. And, right. and we can come up with all kinds of excuses. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. We're just all caught up in the cares of the world. Yeah, and that's exactly how Jesus stated it. They get involved in the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Yes, yes. So I like these things over here. Mm -hmm. I like to buy things. I like to have things. I like to possess things. Mm. Maybe I even like to have people kind of be in awe of me because I've got these things or I've got this much money. Mm. But also, yeah, I like to go partying and I like to be able to do what I want to do. And, you know, it, it, so often there's a, there's a really good football game on just about the time services are going sure. you know uh, or a really good movie you know mm -hmm. and so the cares of the world choke dedication to christ out of a lot of people's hearts mm -hmm. in luke chapter 14 and verses 16 through 24 uh, we read where jesus gives a lot of examples of people not coming to salvation because of the cares of the world how does that text go? Then he said to him, A certain man gave a great supper and invited many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, Come, for all things are now ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I'm going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say to you, that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. Now the specific application of this is Jesus is saying, I came to call Israel, the Jews, who had all the prophecies of my coming. Mm -hmm. They should have been most prepared, most expectant of my coming. I've come to call them, and they're not coming. Correct. But it could be anybody in our day and age. Mm -hmm. The application can be to anybody. The gospel call is to everybody. It is. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. But we make excuses. Mm -hmm. And so he says, you know, someone says, well, I bought a piece of ground. i got to go see it. Mm -hmm. Do you, would you buy a piece of property without going to see it before you bought it? Seems unlikely. I, I bought a yoke of ox, five yoke of oxen. I've got to go test them out. Well, mm -hmm. if you buy a car or a truck, you're going to test drive it before you buy it. That's right. And I married a wife. Well, you sure ought to be wanting to lead her in the ways of godliness. But they make all these excuses. And so then the master of the house and, of course, this is supposed to represent God or Christ. Mm -hmm. And the call is to salvation through the gospel and ultimately eternal life in heaven. So the master of the house tells his servant, go out 
into the streets and the lanes of the city, bring the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind. Now, these would have been people who would have kind of been looked down upon right. by the society of the day. Sure. And he says, I want you to go tell them to come to the mm -hmm. marriage feast. These right. folks that should have been ready, they had the pre-invitation in hand, they're not getting in. Yes. Go get these other people who they might look down upon. I want them to come in. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, it's, it, it, there's still room, Master. I've, I've called all those. There's still room. Go out in the highways and the hedges. Compel them to come in. Go out and beat the bushes. Mm -hmm. And then again, verse 24, for I say to you that none of those men who were invited shall taste my supper. Yes. God, we can get to the point where we keep making excuses for not coming to God, for not following him, for not serving him. And we can get to the point where he finally says, okay, the invitation, you have wasted it. Mm -hmm. Your time is up. Yes. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, what does Paul say there? You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Again, don't get caught up in the cares of the world to the extent or the cares of this life to the extent that that hinders you from following God faithfully. Mm -hmm. Now here's a big one in Matthew chapter 6 verses 19 through 21. This is a big care of the world that, that really gets into a lot of people's way. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. People say, oh, I love God. Oh, I just love God with all my heart. I love Jesus. And they're not living for him. Right. Well, Jesus says, you know, wherever your main focus is, the most important thing in your life, that's, that, that's where your heart is. Right. That's, that's where your focus is going to be. That's where your life is going to be really gauged toward. Mm -hmm. So don't kid yourself. Yeah. You're letting something come between you and serving God, mm -hmm. the cares of the world. Correct. And that will keep you out of heaven if you're not careful. Indeed. So we need to set our mind, as Paul puts it in Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, on things above, not on things of this earth. Because this earth is passing away. We've read that many times in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 17. This earth is going to be gone one day. It will. And if our main focus and priorities in life have been geared toward the things of this world, we're going down a pathway of disappointment mm -hmm. and utter destruction. Yes, we absolutely are. So it is crucial that you identify anything that might be hindering you from serving God. Doctrines of men, false teaching, self-will, pride, the cares of this world, sin. Mm -hmm. Will you allow anything to cause you to lose your soul? Nothing is worth that. In just a moment, we'll tell you how to contact us, and then please write down that information, 
contact us and ask for the free Bible study that we offer. It is free. We'll take care of the postage, and it can get you out of a rut of destruction. It can help you get to heaven. It can change your life. And again, it's free. You can also receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. And again, we'll take care of the postage. Just jot down that information, contact us, and ask for these life-changing materials. We want to hear from you right away.